0: Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, yay, yay, September 25th, 2023. What's going on? How are ya? September 25th, 2023. September 25th, a day that we'll live in infamy in the drum world. Um, I believe that's the day John Bonham passed. September 25th, 1980. Rest in peace. Still as badass as he ever was. People still sharing, you know, clips of him soloing, trying to figure out his drum grooves and all that. that. Oh, there's only one. There'll never be another one. Um, so rest in peace to John Bonham. All right. Well, here it is. Oh my god. I'm not on the road, everybody. Um go and guess what? Guess what? I'm gonna sit right down. And watch myself some football and make believe I'm not married. I'm gonna watch three games right in a fucking row, yeah. And play with my kids. During the halftime breaks, Papa Doopy Deep the halftime breaks, bang, zoom pow. That's all I'm doing today. I'm watching my Patriots right now, who I think are gonna win big today, even though it's only three to nothing. We're doing all right. This is a tough time right now. We're trying to figure this stuff out. I feel like we got a good defense. Uh, Tony Romo saying our offense has gotten way better since week one. You know? Mac Jones coming up to the line. What do we got? 7.05 in the first fucking quarter. Oh, the old pitch it out. And he runs up to Seabra at first down. There you go. That's what I'm looking. I'm that's gonna I'll tell you right now, that's gonna pay dividends in the second half. They're wearing down this front four. Of the New York Jets are gonna Um I feel like we're getting our we're gonna get our first win of the week. And you know what I love about the Pats, despite the fact that we're 0 2, we do not suck. Was that Ezekiel Elliott? That might have been his first big run of the year. I like it. 8,304 career rushing yards. I got to tell you something. He has the cheapest looking visor I've ever seen in my life. It looks like the same material. You know, when somebody goes as Randy Macho Man Savage for Halloween, they just go to one of those costume stores and it's like, you know, I was going to say the cheapest plastic. Is there a higher grade of plastic, you know, that they put in Mercedes, Mercedes Um, I have some dates to promote. I'm a fucking idiot. I never promote my, my, my dates on this. Because I always feel, this, this is my philosophy. Bill, what's your philosophy? Could, could you let us in on what your philosophy is? That didn't go anywhere. Jesus Christ, in the backfield. Um, my philosophy is I just come on here and be funny, and then you guys will be, well, goddamn, where is he? I got to go see this guy. But that's not how it works, because you guys have a life. El, uh, fucking Los Angeles charges up 7 nothing. Look at that. Um, all right. Yeah, you guys have a life. You don't have time to go to my website. All right, here's what I need. I need to sell some tickets on coming up uh, this week on the bus tour. Um, Springfield, Massachusetts. I was just there. It just worked out in the routing, so I'm coming back. I'm going to be there on October 1st. Catch the fucking ball! Uh, October 1st, Springfield, Massachusetts at the Mass Mutual Center. Um, and then, oh boy, oh boy, I'm doing a college gig. Oh, I'll tell you, those can be a rough one, you know. Um, 10-4, good buddy. October 4th, University Park, Pennsylvania at the Bryce Jordan Center. Uh, looking forward to that. And then this is, this is the big one. Oh, this is the big one. I'm going to be in Canton, Ohio, home of the Hall of Fame and the original Arby's, I think. I can't, no, Canton Hall of Fame, yes. Canton Football, Pro Football Hall of Fame. October 7th at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame stadium it's a football stadium they're cutting it in half or whatever and uh, I am really looking forward to these uh, to these shows and this tour Um, I got really inspired you know doing that run over there in Europe in fact my last show I'm going out tonight though I'm going out tonight, all right? I'm going down to the store. I'm going to do a couple of shows, okay? Shake the rust off. Like, I haven't gone up since I was in Greece because then I came home and I was hanging with my family and it turned out I got the COVID there. Just such a fucking pain in the ass now because I think the virus has adjusted because it doesn't want to kill the host. This is what these guys say, right? These scientist people. So now I feel like COVID is now. I'm not going to speak on it because I'm not a doctor, but I feel like it's what people were, thought it was in the beginning. Remember when they were going, oh, eh, shit, you're cold. It's like, I don't remember losing my sense of smell and taste. <laughs> fucking, I don't remember somebody dying from a cold. But whatever, you know, we were all fucking, you know, both sides. Both sides had some rights. Both sides had some wrongs. Both sides will declare victory. That's how human beings are. But anyway, um... So, uh, let's see. I think I have, like, one other date. Oh, and then uh, I'm going to be in Reno. I'm going to be in Reno on October 28th. Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Events Center. Um, I love Reno. Every time I much I love Reno. You know they shot Kingpin there? And I always tell you, Bizarre Guitar and Gun Shop, one of my favorite things to go to. And, uh... And I just, I don't know, I like that town. It's a good town. And it's right there, right right next door to, uh, it's not Lake Mead, what is it, Lake Tahoe, right? Where they shot the Godfather. I don't like your kind with your greasy hair and your oily skin. Remember that? Michael Corleone's looking at him like, dude, I could fucking, I could have you whacked during this fucking meeting, you know? I just love the complete look of, like, nonchalance as he says all that offensive shit to him. And he's just staring at him like, yeah, okay. Okay, buddy. Is that what you got? All right. Anyway. Um, old Billy, old Billy fucking Billy the Aviator. I flew my ass off this week. I flew my ass off. I flew Monday. I flew Tuesday. I flew Wednesday. And I flew on Friday. And I might go up today. Um... You know, I always try to get my 10 hours in a month just so I can uh, stay proficient. And I had a, uh, I had such a great time. I flew up to Santa Barbara. I love that I have that flight down now. You know, I know when to get on with the approach. I know how to get through all the fucking airspace, you know. And uh, I know to follow, you follow the 101 up north. And then you, you request pad. You set down, if all the city pads are taken up, they got Taxiway, Juliet, and you can set it down there depending on how long you're going to be. Um, come on, Pat. So how about a fucking defensive stand here? Is that ball out? Is that ball out? Is that ball out? Is the ball out? Come on. Come on. Ah, oh, it doesn't look good. They're saying 20's got it. Ah, oh, good for him. He looks dead underneath there. You know, anytime there's a scrum there like that for, like, the fucking football, a former player always has to talk about, like, you know, what goes on at the bottom of the pile. Oh, there's all kinds of shit going Look at that. Look at that. Look at the Pats forcing a fumble there. How the fuck didn't we get that? How the fuck didn't we get that? There's that, that big lineman came in and he punched it towards him. Right there. Right there. That's what happened. Why am I talking about shit you guys can't see? Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah, so I flew up to Santa Barbara. I did the uh, Malibu Loop a couple of times. Landed at uh, Santa Inez a couple of times. I did another one where I flew all the way out to French Valley, which is fun. Um, Until you get to the place where they do the skydiving and shit. Then I don't know what frequency, radio frequency, I'm supposed to be on. You know, one of the planes was coming for a landing, and we were, like, at the same altitude coming at each other. But, you know, you just turn to the right. You know, it's a little scary for half a second, you know. But I have the avionics going, like, there's somebody at your altitude at 12 (laughs) o'clock. Tackle him! Woo! There you go, fourth down. You will be kicking from deep in your own territory. Please don't be limping, Gonzalez. We got this kid, number six. They've been... uh, Singing his praises. He shut down Tyreek Hill last week on the Dolphins. I mean, we still fucking lost. And it is still Tyreek Hill, who, by the way, I think had a 57-yard touchdown against... Uh, who the fuck are they playing this week? I don't know. The Dolphins, man. I thought it was going to be the Jets and the Bills, but, uh, and the Dolphins being the spoilers. Now it's looking like Dolphins and Bills. Oh, you think so, Bill? What else do you think? So anyway, I got, like, um, my goal this year was, you know, I only have, like, because I take so much time off, you know, because I'm busy touring and all of that, and I'm, you know, I always try to be safe when I fly, so I always make sure that I shake the rust off, I go up with my instructor, we, we go through the whole fucking thing, hover autos, autos, stuck pedal, all of this stuff. Um. And then I get going again, and then I go away again, and blah, 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 blah. So I only have, like, I had at the beginning of the year, I had like 36 hours in change of solo time. And I was like, fuck this. I need, to, I need to get over the hump, all right? I'm gonna double this, you know, by the end of March. That's what I said. And of course I didn't, because I got busy and I got a wife and kids and everything. But now it's September. <laughs> and I'm still trying to do it. But now I have, I've gotten like, 34 hours this year of solo time. And um, that's what I do now. I kind of just fly solo. And then once a week, I try to get with my instructor and I go through all the autos and shit, which I think is good because there's guys I know that fly for a living and like once a year, they do autos. So I feel like I'm being smart if once a week I get up there and go through the paces or whatever. But it's been tremendous. The uh, next flight that I want to do is I want to fly down the coast down to, like, San Diego, uh, which I was mentioning, and I was all set to do it. I had my frequencies on my kneeboard. I had them on this, this laminated thing that I had in the passenger seat underneath the seatbelt in case my kneeboard falls off. I had the iPad. I had the avionics. I literally had four levels so I wouldn't fuck this up. And it looked like the clearest day. I checked everybody's taps. Which is your temp terminal area forecast? Everything was in the green. Everything was saying eight to ten miles visibility, and then I fucking get up there, and it's all fucking hazy and all of that. And I'm like, well, you know, when it in the distance, it just looks hazy. When I get up closer, I'll be able to see. But then it was just like, D- I don't want to fly down on a day like this. I want to go down and see all these sick ass fucking houses along the coast because I always see the ones. You know, when I fly up towards Malibu and all of that, you know, when I see all these celebrities and and creators of shows and fucking, you know, I'm sure I flew by the Amazon guy's house at some point, just not knowing it was his, just looking at it like, who the fuck owns that facility, as Paul Verzi says. Um, so anyway, uh, very excited about that. I think I'm going to f- get up there today. Um, in between some of these games or something, but I also got to uh, I got to take the kids to the playground, and then I'm also I'm gonna buy an underwater GoPro because my kids are jumping in the pool and they just do the coolest funniest stuff when they're underwater. Like my son jumps in the water, and when he when he goes under the water, he has a big smile on his face and he's swimming towards me with one arm and the other arm, he's got, he's doing the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So I got to make sure that, you know, because they're going to love seeing that someday. So anyway, that's what I got going on. Uh, Deion Sanders. Let's talk Deion Sanders in the Colorado Buffaloes took a tough loss yesterday. And uh, I got to admit, is it me or did they kind of set Dion up? It was ridiculous. The guy was 2-0 and he's on 60 Minutes. In fact, he was, they recorded it before then. Like, why are you putting him on a 2-0? Oh? It's his first year at this program. They're going to have growing pains. He's created all of this excitement. Two things I'm sick of with the Dion story. Like, first of all, how much they're hyping the guy up. Like, there's no way he's not going to get shit because he's going to lose some games. I feel like they kind of set him up to, be, to, like, fail a little bit. Or he's just such a superstar that, I don't know, there's ratings or anything. But I will say this. As a white guy, I'm sick of mainstream white media telling me that I don't like Deion Sanders. And that for some reason I have a problem with the successful, confident black guy coaching a fucking team. I I don't give a fuck. And I think I speak for most white guys when I say, we like the guy. He's entertaining. He's fucking great at what he does. I love watching him. Play for the Cowboys. I like watching him play for the 49ers. I like watching him play baseball. I like that he's having success as a head coach. He's exciting. You're always going to find some fucking idiots that are racist that don't like him. Stop fucking feeding this fucking story. There's no story here. Do you remember that time they had the gay football player? The the first openly gay football player for fucking... uh, the St. Louis Rams, and all they did was fan the flames of homophobia until finally one of the linemen on St. Louis was like, yeah, nobody here gives a fuck. You guys are the only ones who care. We're just here trying to win football games, and it kind of shut the whole thing down. Like, um, I think there's a lot of that going on with this. Like, uh, you know, I have a lot of white friends. I've yet to have a white friend call me up and be like, you know, how's your week going? Well, you know, I'd be having a better week if Dion wasn't being so successful Coaching a football team. (laughs) So anyway, they took a tough loss. Congratulations to Oregon. And he's going to bounce back. And he's going to have more wins. He's going to have more losses. It's up and down. But he signed for five years. And he's going to turn that team into a force because the guy's a fucking winner. And guess what? As a football fan and a white guy, it's going to be fun to watch. Watch fucking assholes they just like they do this shit all the time and they always do it in like the form of a question like there's some controversy going on about some stand-up comedian and and something that he I don't pay attention to this stuff but but you know rather than like coming out as the media and having the balls to say we want to start censoring stand-up comedy they do it in the form of a question They'll be like, should comedians have the right to exaggerate on truth? Just opening up the discussion to every mouth breathing moron out there with a the keyboard. Look, I do, I do, they should not be fucking. It's so stupid. It's so, the whole thing is just stupid. All right. Uh, Alabama bounced back with the win. What else did I see? Michigan won. I started to watch the Penn State Iowa game, and then my kids came in and started just wanting to tackle me and stuff, which I'm I'm not gonna not do that. So I kind of missed the end of that game, and uh, you know what? I started to watch, but my Wi-Fi is all fucked up. I watched a great, um, I watched a great uh, uh, movie that I always heard about growing up, and for some reason, I, I it was one of those movies I thought I saw just because I heard about it so much. I'd never seen it. Uh, Emilio Estevez and uh, Harry Dean Stanton in Repo, man. And what a gloriously weird, offbeat fucking movie. And I got to tell you something too, man. Like that period of cars, some of the ugliest fucking cars I've ever seen in my life. And one of them, You know, I I always make fun of that meme going like, back before this electric car bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I love these fucking gas combustion people that are so fucking afraid of an electric car. And they're acting like electric cars are new. Like there was electric cars right at the very beginning. They just got beat down by the fucking oil companies, you know. And now we're in the middle of a 20-year war, everybody. Anyways, this electric car bullshit, we had these muscle cars and everybody fucking walked around with their dick and balls hanging out, which was really not the case. And all you need to do, first of all, they're ignoring the absolute horror that was American cars from about 1977 to, I would say, about 93 before they started making making them right again. And one of the biggest offenders... One that everybody forgets about. Oh, where is it? I, I texted to Dean Del Rey. Oh my God, you got to see this fucking car. This car, look up. It is the Oldsmobile Cutlass Salon. S-A-L-O-N. It was like a four-door sedan on the front. And then like a, fa- like a hatchback. It's like if a mullet was a, was a four-door sedan. It was business in the front and I don't know what the fuck on the back. It was, I remember when that car came out, I was like, that is the ugliest fuck. Everybody talks about the pacer. No one talks about that. And I it, I completely forgot about the car, but it's the first car, Emilio, uh, without him even know, knowing, he reposed it. Uh, but you should definitely check out um, that movie. Such a uh, fun movie. Um, if you're into, just sort of something that's, I don't know. I, I only got like halfway through it and then my Wi Fi cut out, so I got I to gotta rent it again. All right. I'm watching this game here. 15 minutes. All right. Oh, it's the beginning of the second quarter. Right. Um, and my nuts or are fans getting a little crazy with the uh, dressing up for games. Um, I love that people are in professional football, but there is. Ah! Did he intercept that? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It was almost a pick six with this Jets fucking defense. Um, anyway, um, the level that people, are, like, I think when you, when you start doing, like, um, I don't know. Like, when you have on, like, more chains than, like, Keith Richards, more bracelets or whatever, and, and you actually have, like, a character name You know, I think it's time to dial it back. There's just something that's really sad about that. Get in that fucking goddamn cunt. Ah, Jesus. I hate people that are excited about a missed field goal on the other team like you did anything. Like, what the fuck are you all amped up about? It's not like you tipped it, right? Fucking son of a Bitch. This is going to be one of these ugly games. I thought the Pats were going to come out and win big today. Ah, dag nabbit, I missed it. Look how excited this guy is. Ah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, nobody tipped anything. He just missed it. All right. Anyway, um, can you tell how bad the Pats need this win? I need this win so fucking bad. I'm so sick of people not playing up to Belichick's level. And it's already starting where, like, you know, somebody asked me going, like, do you think, you know, the game has passed Bill Belichick by? It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> that has got to be the worst take ever, okay? He, he's got to, he, he needs players, man. And he's getting them. He's slowly but surely getting them and, and things will be all right. Oh, good, he missed that wide-open number 17. That's what I'm talking about. Happy feet there, happy feet, and there's a sack. Um, anyway, what else What else did I want to talk about? What else was it that I wanted to discuss? I got my coffee drinking under control. You know? Um, I drink one cup a day, and I just enjoy the shit out of it. And then if, if for some reason... Um, you know, I don't know. I'm overly tired and I have something else to do. I'll just do a little espresso. That's it. But I mean, for the most part, I just have the cappuccino in the morning. And then look at these fucking sad ass Jet fans. Jesus Christ. They were so full of hope for four plays this season. It's unreal. Do you guys remember that, that, that sit, sitcom? Uh, oh, that wasn't even tipped. He just fucking threw it all, man. He's no look at that coach now. He's not fucking pumping his arms. Um, do you guys remember that, that fucking sitcom, Good Times? And uh, I used, I was watching, when I, that show was on, I was like eight, nine years old. So I didn't know any better. So I would watch it and every time it seemed like they were gonna get out of that shitty apartment, I believed it and I fell for it every fucking time. And then I thought they were finally going to get out and then the dad dies. Spoiler alert, James Evans dies. That's what it's like being a Jets fan. (laughs) Every time they think they're going to get out of this. I mean, this has literally been going on for fucking, I don't, for over 50 years. Over 50 years, 34 impressed with himself. Hardy Sr. Hardy Sr.? What the fuck? He... <laughs> is Hardy Jr. already doing something? Now there is a man in his fucking... That is so in his ego. That fucking guy's... The name on his jersey said Hardy Sr. I mean, I can't even get mad at that. That's so fucking... Wow. You know what I like about that? You already know what you're going to get before you sit down and talk to the person. So you don't, not, there's not going to be a surprise. It's all going to track. Um, anyways, that's what it's like being a fucking Jets fan. You know, I mean, obviously Joe Namath happened before me, but he wins the Super Bowl and then immediately his arm, his elbows fucked up by 1971. By like 73, 74, he's a shell of himself and he's on the fucking Rams. And then that's just it. And then who do they get? They get Richard Todd. All right. Broadway Joe. And then they called him Wall Street Todd. They so wanted to give him a nickname. They get the New York Sack Exchange with Mark Gastineau, Joe Klecko, Marty Lyons and Abdul Salam. Right. Here we go. We're going to the Super Bowl. They're playing in Shea Stadium. Not Freeman McNeil, Wesley Walker, nothing happens, right? And then they just suck. They don't suck. Then, then, then there's the 83 draft. We take Tony Eason. They take Ken O'Brien. Dolphins take Dan Marino. Fucking 90 picks later. We all know how that goes. Somewhere along the line, the Bills get Jim Kelly. This is the history of the AFC East, Right? The Pats and the Jets can't just can't get out of their own fucking way. Dolphins are riding out Don Shula. Um, and then what ends up happening, huh? The Patriots. Victor Kayam sells it. Right? We get Bob Kraft. He gets Bill Parcells who gets Drew Bledsoe. Curtis Martin, Ben Coates. And we start drafting the right fucking guys. Vinateri. And a man named Tom Brady in the sixth round. And then that was all she wrote. And the Jets during that time, what, what did they do, huh? They get Keyshawn Johnson. Look at this poor bastard. He's spitting his fucking teeth out. Guy's spitting his fucking teeth out. Guy with a partial. Um, they get Vinny Testaverdi. They get Bill Parcells. They have Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells, the winning combination. Benny Testaverde blows out his fucking Achilles game one. Keyshawn Johnson in tears. Bill Belichick the next year. Parcells is going up to the front office and they want him to be the coach and he gets out from underneath Bill Parcells at the last second and goes to the Patriots. Now they got to wait another year. And in comes fucking Rex Ryan talking shit, players coach, everybody's loving him. They got what's-his-fake? Face uh, Mark Sanchez. Everything looks like it's going great. The butt fumble. Find out he's in defeat. It all goes into shit. And now here they are. And they get Aaron Rodgers. Somewhere in there, they got fucking uh, Brett Favre. Look at the goddamn Miami Dolphins. Winning again, covering the fucking spread. Why the fuck didn't I take them this week? Um, I took the Pats, though. I can tell you that. Oh, Billy Freckles took the Pats. getting three. All right, let's do some. Um, oh, no, I got I got one last thing I want to talk about. Like, OK, remember how they, they, they they're sitting there trying to act like there's all of these white people that are annoyed at Deion Sanders. Nice fucking pass, you know, because he's charismatic because he talks shit and he's a black guy and all of that they, 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 you know they're making up all like, like oh, this is how you know white people think rather than it's just a few I will tell you something that I watched that I read today that I did feel was racist a friend of mine sent me this thing about Miles Davis talking about Ferraris and this guy's article about Miles Davis and his love of Ferraris evidently he talked to Miles for 25 minutes okay oh! Touchdown! Yeah, woo! Bam! That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Bill, was that what you were talking about? That is what I was always. Th- oh, nah, he's not happy now, is he? The Jets coach. Oh my god, he should shave his head right now. It'd be the smoothest shave ever. All those little stubbles are standing up right now. What happened? What happened? Safety getting over late. Number three, he fucked up somehow. And he is in. He's in. Does a wrist equal two feet, you fucking cunts? Don't do this to me. All right, buddy, come on. Here we go. Here we go. The extra point. The extra point. You know, I was talking the other day because I had the Giants. I bet the fucking Giants Saturday night, uh, Thursday, Thursday night, right? And... um I'll get back to that Miles Davis thing. And they fucking, uh, the third goddamn quarter, they score a touchdown, they're down by five. 10 minutes left to go in the third quarter. They go for a fucking two-point conversion. Why? It's like, well, they, they want to get it down to three. It's like there's fucking 25 minutes of regulation football left. Kick the extra point, right? Here's the deal. You, you kick the extra point. This is the other side that they don't look at. It's like, yeah, well, now you're down by four. Who gives a fuck? If you stop them, okay, it, it's, it was 17, It would have been 17 to 13. If you stop them and then you go down and score a touchdown, then it's twenty seventeen. Now you're up by three because you kicked you kick the extra point. I feel like going for two-point conversion, like subconsciously is saying to your team that you don't think you're going to get down there again. So we got to play desperate Madden football, which is funny because John Madden, Madden mean the video game, John Madden always said, take the points. So I'm talking to my buddy about it. He goes, well, you know, the analytics say that it's very rare that you miss two two two-point conversions in a row. And I'm like, great, dude. Great. Great. So you missed the first one, you get the second one. Guess what you just got there? Two points. You could have just kicked two fucking extra points. Rarely do you miss an extra point. Like, what people don't understand, because it's only for two points, you don't realize that, like, when, you have, when you're going for two points, you have to score, you're basically trying to score a second touchdown. If you look at it that way, it's not that fucking easy. It's funny, because if you're on the goal line and you're just trying to score a touchdown, people understand a goal line stand. But for some reason, they think the two-point conversion is going to be easier from, like, the whatever, the one-yard line than scoring a touchdown is, like, psychologically. All right, Bill, you talk about this every fucking year. I know. So anyways, getting back to the Miles Davis thing, which I thought this was racist. He talked to Miles Davis for 25 minutes about Ferraris. And it's only been in, like, recent years... Uh, Recent months, I should say, that I I started to understand that, like, not only did Miles, like, crush it as a musician, crush it with the women he was with. He also, long before everybody else, back when people were buying Caddies and GTOs and Mustangs and Camaros, he was buying Ferraris. And and he bought some of the sickest fucking Ferraris, the ones that now, you know, some of them go for upwards of like $10 million dollars. So I'm so excited to read this article and I read the fucking article and all this guy does is shit on Miles Davis, his attitude, his career. He actually said when he was wasting his time with fusion and avant-garde, it's like, I'm sorry, didn't he create fusion? Didn't he change music like four times? Bebop, Bertha Cool, hard bop, fusion. Who the fuck has ever done that? Nobody. And the whole time he had to deal with all these racist fucking white people, so after a while, yeah, I don't want to talk to you guys. you're just going to write some bad shit about me anyway. And then the guy even said like that his autobiography was a terrible last word from him. I read his autobiography. it's fucking amazing. It's basically the history of jazz, and you get to hear his side of the fucking story so i I'm assuming this writer was white. If the writer was white, okay. You talk to the guy for 20 minutes about Ferraris. I read your fucking article. 90% of the fucking article is you shitting on him. And then you give me two quotes from the fucking conversation. And that's the article. I don't know. See, that one I will go with if, if the writer was white. And I'll, and I'll say that that guy is either you know racist, ignorant, or, or, or something. But this whole fucking story that they keep feeding... You know, that all these white guys are sitting around hating on Dion. We're not. We're not. My whole fucking life, Colorado football has not fucking mattered the way it's mattered now. So thank God he's there. All right. So stop fucking this stupid shit. Like, the, that's all they do is just try to divide us. All right. I'm off my, I'm off, I'm off the fucking stump there. All right. Whatever. Whatever, Bill. Just shut the fuck up and read your reads. Okay. All right. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Helix Sleep. Helix? You know, after being on the road, there's nothing more important than getting a good night's sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux or Luke's collection. L-U-X-E. Um, uh, the newly released Helix. Uh, elite collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers and even a mattress made just for kids. Oh, they're thinking about the kiddos. Sack that motherfucker. Um. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Well, take the Helix sleep quiz and find your permanent mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. You know what we did? We fucked up. We should have got a Helix mattress. Instead, my wife ordered the Craftmatic Automatic Adjustable Bed which I got to tell you, like the first day, you're like, oh, wow, look at me. I'm sitting up. Oh, now my legs are up. And then you never do it again. But then, you know, it has like this, this you know, fucking, the mattress is split in half. So it's, it's not good for your love life. You know what I mean? I feel like my wife is like a state away. Like somebody has to like lay on that thing, you know? on the fault line in between the mattress. You got to go with Helix. That's what I'm saying. Fuck the Craftmatic Automatic Adjustable Bed. You know, you might as well just be s- sleeping in a separate twin. Plus, the Helix mattresses are American-made. American-made, fuck yeah. Made and come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It was even recommended by multiple uh, leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Uh, Go to helixsleep.com slash burr and use the code HelixPartner20. T N E R Two Zero. This is the best offer yet And it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Oh, look who it is. This is the last read, mercifully. Look who it is, everybody. It's old Zip. Recurda! Did you know that? If you're hiring an employer who's hiring... If you're an employer who's hiring, sorry, the average cost per hire is $4,700. If you're investing that much money into each new hire... You want to get it right. So what's the most effective way to find the best people for your roles? Oh, Zip. (coughs) See for yourself right now. You can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr and experience the value that zip (coughs) brings to hiring. Zip (coughs) gives you the power to uh, to zero in on top talent. Uh, got your eye on an excellent candidate? Don't worry. ZipRecruiter lets you reach out to them. You can easily send candidates your uh, candidates you're really interested in a personal invite to apply. Or you can slide to their DMs to help your job stand out amongst the competition. It's simple. Zip eh, helps you get hiring right. Four to five. Employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try Zip. Uh for free. Uh before you commit. Um ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash burr. Spell out burr. B-U-R-R. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. God damn it, I feel like a pro when I do that last line. It just really makes me feel good about myself. All right. Let's see if we have the uh the reads here for the week. Um Oh, guess what? I'm going to sit right down and tape myself a special and put it out on Netflix next year. That's what I'm hoping to do. Um, I think I already picked the city. And I think I already picked... I already know I have. And I've already picked the theater that I want to do it in. Um, so I will give you a hint. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wee! Hey! that's a deep cut that's a 30 year reference um, in that neck of the woods all right uh, MMP content for 925 Uh, Bill great emails oh look, who, look, oh look who it is look who it is look at the goddamn Miami Dolphins if you took the Miami Dolphins today you got your flippers up on the fucking table with a nice twenty one to ten comfortable lead. Eleven point fucking lead. Well what was the spread? It was kinda higher. I just refuse to believe that Russell Wilson is not gonna come back. I just I can't like like, the, the, go, him going from Seattle to Denver, it was like he, he had some major fucking injury or something, and he didn't. The, the, there's no fucking way that's going to happen. Oh, Christ, I took the Titans. Look at the Browns playing this week. Deshaun Watson. Must have got fucking a rub and tug. His balls are empty. He's out there flying around the field. All right, greetings, greetings from uh, Sweden. Hey, Billy butt cheeks. <laughs> I love that. Billy Butt Buttcheeks Burr, uh, you've talked about that hookah Chaka song. Oh, you talked about it last Monday. Quentin Tarantino used that in uh, Reservoir Dogs. That's right. I want to say it was when they were going to get the taco. They were in the car. Um, but it wasn't the version you think. It was a cover by a Swedish group called Blue Suede. Not much happened with the group after that, but the lead singer Bjorn Shifts. Um, have since had a great career in Sweden. Oh well, I'll have to look them up. Are they singing only in Swedish? Oh, hi. hey, I can't even do a, a Eddie Vedder, Swedish Eddie Vedder. Come to my house, we'll have a party. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, the kids are here. I got. I gotta put on pause here. What? Okay, and I'm back. A couple hours just went away, and I threw out my back, bringing my son up the friggin' stairs. Um, <clears throat> what the hell was I talking about? Well, before I get back into that question someone was asking me, once again, the prevent defense strikes again. The Patriots have the goddamn game won. You know, we can't make a first down, so we give the ball back to the Jets, Right? They're on like their own like fucking, I don't know what, 30, 35-yard line, 40-yard line or something. We give Zach fucking Wilson a 30-yard cushion. Fucking wide receivers, wide open. I could have made that pass if I could still throw a fucking football that far. They complete it, which gives them one Hail Mary shot at the end zone, and guess what? They almost fucking made it. We knock it down. It goes off a shoulder. A jet got a hand on it, and it's just like, why did any of that have to happen? Why the fuck did any of that... What, who in their fucking right mind is afraid of the Jets and Zach Wilson with fucking 22 seconds left? You just give them 30 fucking yards, and we almost, we almost lost the fucking game. And guess what? Guess what? The boring-ass Patriots versus the boring-ass fucking Jets comes down to the last play, and I'm on the edge of my fucking seat, which is why I still maintain that the prevent defense was is a marketing tool by the NFL. That game was fucking over. It was over. Wait a minute. You know what killed me is Tony Romo's like, oh, and he completes it. It's just like, Tony, he's wide open. Well, I get it. Tony's selling the game. He's selling the game. But you know what? Old oh, Freckles ain't buying. All right, let me get back to the thing here. Stupid-ass fucking goddamn... It's so dumb to bet on football. I mean, I'm literally going up against mathematicians with computers that they're sticking algorithms into. You know? It's like, I knew when we were up 13 to three, I knew the Jets were gonna get another touchdown. I knew they were, because the fucking spread was two and a half, three. It's like, this isn't gonna be easy. Like, how do they know? What the fuck are they punching in there? I mean, they probably, they probably even put the fucking dew point in to see how much moisture's in the air. And what do I do? I, I fucking make my bets on Wednesday before the injury reports are even out. I'm fucking, I have the nerve to be upset that I'm not winning bets. What a fucking stupid cunt I am. All right, let's, let's, uh, let, let's get back to uh, whatever the fuck I was talking about. All right, the Swed- Swedish guy here. Um, I have to ask you something. You've always had shirts on when performing. Now, at your last show in Stockholm, you had a white t-shirt and slightly wider pants. You said that you were going to tell us why that was, but started talking about something else and forgot. Why did you break the trend? Did you spill coffee on one shirt? Did it get lost at the airport? What the fuck happened to the shirt? All right, before I forget that question, what happened is uh, I went on vacation. Over the summer, my wife bought me a bunch of fucking walk-around Martha's Vineyard clothes, and I'm still wearing them because they're comfortable, you know? That's why, you know? Because my wife loves me, and she was sick of me fucking wearing the same black button-down shirt for the entire 20 years I've been with her. All right, one more thing. Uh, It's been so interesting to hear the evolution of your mindset after mushrooms. Well, whatever fucking positive steps I make is lost when I have money on the fucking game and they go into that stupid fucking defense. I mean, these fucking guys were backed up 40 yards, people. Because it's Zach Wilson and the Jets were coming. Oh, Jesus. All right, one more thing. It's been so interesting. Here we are, evolution. I tried it not long after you talked about your first experience. Can an old freckled ginger cunt like you do it? I, slightly younger cunt like me, can too. Oh, I think you meant to say if. Um, Boy, was it an inner eye-opener. Yeah, that's kind of fascinating for somebody from Sweden to take mushrooms. Because you guys are pretty buttoned up out there, you know? It's definitely, you know, thinking logically and doing things that make sense. I can't imagine when the walls get fucking blurred. Um... This man goes on to say, we rented a cabin an hour outside of Stockholm, calm surroundings with forest and a lake, picture perfect. That's amazing. Oh, I'm happy for you, dude. The great joy and sadness it brought out of me has helped me navigate a lot of things in my personal life. I'm telling you, they don't call them magic mushrooms or nothing. So thanks for helping me take the leap to try illegal substances. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I'm... I'm not a doctor and I'm not going to be some fucking idiot podcaster acting like I am. But, uh, you know, from what I've heard, I think all of modern medicine has elements of those mushrooms in them. They're fucking amazing. And I hope they don't become legal because once the corporations get their hands on them, what they're going to do to it. And they'll change the DNA code and they'll put sugar in it and fucking fentanyl. or God knows what they'll fucking put in it. Um, Anyway. Uh, Fat shaming, dear Billy, butt fat. (laughs) First butt cheeks, now butt fat. What the fuck is going on here? Um, I'm done with being nice to certain fat people in casual conversation. Oh, geez, this person's going in. I'm tired of seeing articles talking about how being fat can be healthy and all that shit. I work with a woman who constantly talks about how great she looks and how great she feels because she goes to the gym once a week, but she is a lard ass bitch. Um, Yeah, you also don't need to react to that. I'm sure there's a lot going on behind those positive statements. Anyway, in reality, she needs to go every day and stop eating for a while if she expects any results. Also, she thinks she's got a great ass. I know this because she tells other colleagues all the time that that guys love her ass. Funny, though, because she also complains about not having a boyfriend and how guys don't respect her. Can't have it both ways, you fat twat. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Her ass sucks. It's just fat. No shape. If it was great, dudes would be on it and never let it go. Am I being too harsh? Yeah, you sound young. I was like that when I was a younger man. Um... You know, her walking around saying she looks good and all that is probably because she cries herself to sleep with a vat of ice cream every night. I mean, that's what usually happens with most people that are walking around, you know, saying things that clearly aren't so. Um, You know what? I I would just be nice to her. And I, I would try to figure out what's going on in your life that makes her annoy you to the point that you're thinking about calling her a fat twat. Like I know, when I was younger, and I was much fucking angrier, some positive tub of shit, cinnamon roll-eating jackass like that would really annoy me. You know, because misery does love company, and then she's sounding happy, so that would that would just be enough for me to just, you know, think something or say something or whatever. But like, uh, I'd say both of you have a lot more than a lot more going on. Yeah, work on yourself. Let, let her deal with the cinnamon rolls and, and let, let you know, let her have a cake and eat it. <laughs> uh, she's got a great ass. Not really. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was mean. What am I supposed to do? I got to improv off what you guys send me here. All right, coworker bullshit. Fucking coworker bullshit, man. Um, hey Bill, I need to vent a bit more. Oh, an airplane. Nah, leave it. Yeah. Another Zeppelin. Another Zeppelin reference. No, the guy's back on the throttle. Hey Bill, I need to vent a bit about my coworkers. I work in an office where we all have different roles. I'm pretty quiet, but if you engage me in conversation, I open up. I work with, (laughs) wow, that's, that covers a lot of ground. He's over there quiet, like, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, dude, I was eating this hooker's ass last night. All right, dude, it's a little fucking lot of information. Um, I work with a guy who is an absolute moron. Oh, God, that's... How do those people get work? Anyway, the guy goes on to say, he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time, and when he does, it's because he's repeating stuff he heard from our boss. Oh, that's why they hired him. He's a fucking dope that wants to be the teacher's pet. Oh, that's the perfect employee. You know, never gonna rebel, never gonna quit. Just smart enough to put the widget in the fucking falloople. Um, I read a lot, and according, I read a lot, and according to my boss, my two degrees and my understanding of my job, I'm not full of shit. Wait. I I read a lot, and according to my boss, my two degrees, and my understanding of my job, I'm not full of shit. All right, what's going on here? You don't like this guy, and now you're fucking regurgitating all your accomplishments to me. I don't know who to believe in this so far. I don't know what just happened. There we go. I don't know everything, but I spend—okay, that's a little humble. All right, back on the right side of the road. Um, But I spend my free time learning about things I'm interested in. Uh, instead of drinking every night and going out with my college friends. I'm not bragging, it's just how my life is going right now. I I flaked off in high school but made up for it since. I read a book a week and listen to audio books during my commute every day. I gave up on shitty sports talk years ago so the hours are filled with interesting stuff. This isn't something I should feel sorry about. Well, who's telling you you should feel sorry about it? If ever I'm engaged in a conversation with anyone in the office, and I expel any knowledge, this guy will start talking shit and call me a know-it-all. Oh, there it is. There's the smoking gun. Oh, yeah. Dumb and loud. That, I hate to say it, but they, they go hand in hand. You know what I mean? You know? It's like smoking and drinking. Dumb and loud. Right? Bacon and eggs. It's just all... It's the rule of twos. Uh, (laughs) Last week, uh, fat and cunt. You know, you fat cunt. It just goes together. Last week, a girl I work with mentioned she watched a documentary about ancient Rome, and I offered some additional facts from a book I read about everyday Roman life. Pretty basic stuff, like how they built the aqueducts. Nothing controversial. The asshole chimed in and said something like, you think you're the brains of every conversation we have, don't you? Keep in mind, these conversations never include him, and he's always butting in. Oh, this guy's fantastic. Listen, don't fight this guy. Have fun with this guy. You should be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Why don't you finish talking about the Romans? Um, or I'm just trying to keep up with you. You know, there's zippy. Old Ziploc bag with your peanut butter and jelly sandwich in it. Does it. Yeah, I just feel like he has like a kid's lunch with like the crust cut off and everything. Anyway, I hate people who can't understand that maybe there are people who read books and like to learn. What should I say to this asshole? Just look at him and be like, listen, I'm so sorry I read. I'll try to do less of it. If ever you think I'm reading too much, you just let me know and I will stop reading. That's what you have to say. Um, Yeah, like, I, I mean, this seems pretty, I mean, he's not your boss, right? You think you're the brains of every conversation we have, don't you? And you could be like, no, that was just a little fact about Roman life that I happen to know. What are you getting so upset about? Or you could just go hardcore going like, listen, other than for you, no one here, it's, it's no secret that you're the dumbest fuck here. Now you can't do that. Why don't you just tell him to shut the fuck up? Can you do that anymore? Can you do that? Like, like I don't know. I mean, at first I thought he was an asshole. Then I was thinking maybe you were an egomaniac with ta- you know, bringing up your education. But you really brought it home. Like I, I, actually, I actually have a picture of what this guy looks like and I don't like him. Just agree with him. Just be like, yeah, you're right, I do. I, I do think I'm the brains. You know what it is? It's just I'm really insecure when I get around a big brain like yourselves. You know? Do you read a lot or does it just come natural? I would just do that. I would just sarcastically compliment I would make him a hero. Just be, I'm sorry, man. I just, you know, I get nervous when I'm around you. I, I just really look up to you and your intellect. <laughs> um, anyway, how do you have time to read while burning through all those fucking 12 packs? All right, music that is hell. Oh, this is like, this has been a really fun topic here. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of music, I got a band for you that Josh Hami recommended. Um, I think they're opening for uh, Queens of the Stone Age right now, the Viagra Boys. Uh, Josh mentioned them on the podcast, and uh, I kind of circled back to that, and this week I downloaded... um, Let me see the name of the album here. Um, Anyway, I can't... They're fucking great. They're great, and their lead singer and the lyrics are smart and hilarious and the lead singer seems like he's a little bit crazy so it's like the perfect recipe for for a killer front man and the band sounds incredible uh let's see cave world and what i like too is there's a bunch of different vibes on it like troglodyte which i had to look up i thought the whole album was going to sound like that and then punk rock loser sounds completely different um Big Boy, I like. Add Stretch My Arms, Only Friend. It's just a fucking great album. Came out last year. They're on tour right now with Queens of the Stone Age. And then I think they're doing a, 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 I want to say Pacific Northwest, because I was trying to see if our paths would cross, because I would love to see them live. Check them out. The Viagra Boys. Cave World Deluxe Edition is the album I downloaded. Um, All right. Now that we've done that, let's make fun of some music here. All right. Music that is hell. Dear Billy Freckle Tits. All right. It's off my ass now. Now it's my tits. Uh, Am I transitioning? Like what's going on here with all this body shaming? Uh, Writing from Montreal, Canada. Love the bit discussing terrible popular songs. All right. If you guys haven't been listening the last couple of weeks, we're talking about songs that makes an entire crowd of 60,000 people light up. They just, the look in their eyes is like, this is why we're alive and you absolutely hate the fucking song. Um, and my vote was that, that song by Queen, um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That, and then I also hate when Moni Moni comes on and some fat-titted fuck my age has to scream, get laid, get fucked. I just, ugh, it's awful. By the way, Generation X, can we stop acting like we're these badasses because we didn't wear helmets when we rode bicycles? You know, we didn't fight a war. Vietnam ended and then everyone was gun shy about trying to get the fucking war machine up again. So we didn't have to fight a war except for volunteers that joined the military. And we had like a 14-day war in, uh, what, 91, I think. We had like a 10-day war and that was it. So, these kids today that you're saying are soft, they've, you know, a lot of them fought in a war and now live under a bridge. You know, I know we went skateboarding without a helmet, but <laughs> I don't think that makes us tougher. Um, all right, greetings from Sweden. Uh, oh, no, wait. I, this just went all the way back to the top again. Fucking coworker bullshit. Oh, music that is hell. Dear Billy Freckle Tits, blah, blah, blah. Okay, as a big Stones fan, Start Me Up makes me want to vomit every time. Not sure if it's because it's always played at sporting events, but it is absolutely nauseating. There's nothing musically interesting in it. it, I like that song. Maybe it's because they open every concert with it. That's also like, I feel like the last Rolling Stones record where they, no, no, I would say the one after that. Undercover. Undercover of the night. That's a good song. She was hot. They got some good songs on that one. Um, one hit to the body. I wasn't in that. Steel Wheels was all right. I love that album though. Tattoo You. That fucking second side. Oh my God. Just fucking drop the needle and do some drugs. Fucking fantastic. Um, <laughs> your drug of choice. All right, so this person doesn't like that. I could not have agreed more with the nonsense words with uh, hookah shaka. And come on, Eileen, can we add I am the walrus to this category? Cuckoo, kachoo." Um, if you know the history of that song, I think John Lennon was saying that we could literally sing anything at this point And it would be a hit. So that's what they did. I am you and you are me and we are here together. I am the Eggman. I am the Eggman. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, cachoo. It's just like, yeah, that was deliberately supposed to not make any sense. This person says, I'm a large Beatle fans, but just nonsense lyrics, which is a trend with them, I suppose. Hell, why not throw in the end of Hey Jude, which I do not love, though? Um, hope to see you in Montreal again soon. Best and go fuck yourself. Um, I can't. Um, I can't argue with anything that you're saying there, but I do like that song. I am the Walrus because what I like about it is it makes no sense, but it just has this great build. I am the Eggman. I am the Walrus. Like okay we've arrived where are we what are we talking about and then to find out he was just fucking with everybody i always thought that was funny um rocky raccoon all right awful song all right hey bill i have the utmost respect for the beyonce for the beyonce and as a black man i shouldn't be talking any shit well this is the whitest podcast ever so you're safe here Talking any, any shit about our supposed queen bee, but I can't stand most of her music. It might be because you ruined it for me when you compared her choreography to military ranks. I don't even remember doing that. There's so many fucking people I've made fun of just trying to fill up this hour. I don't even remember that. Uh, or because my entitled ex-girlfriend blasted it every morning before her brainless job. I would think that that's what it is. If I hear single ladies one more time, I'm going to have to be a single man for the rest of my life. Love Jay, though. Jay Z, yeah. Love from Jersey. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, you know, female anthems, which are good, but, you know, it's not even Beyonce, it's the people that sing along. Oh, the ladies independent, throw your hands up at me, and all the hands go up, and you're looking at it, some people. Go, it's like you do not look independent to me; you look codependent. <laughs> and then I always thought the lyrics was weird. If 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 you if you liked it, then you then you better then you should have put a ring on it. And it's like that's all somebody has to do. Like, in, it's not love. There's not a connection. Hey, you're the person I want. Hey, listen. First person that sticks a giant rock on this finger. I'm going to fucking marry him. You know, I thought she was selling herself a little short. Um, I don't know. I do find it funny, like, if you make fun of her or you make fun of, uh, the other one there, the, the white one who's making those billion dollars. What the fuck's her name? Travis Tritt. This begins with a T. Um... Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. It's it's the hottest fucking ticket of the year. Everybody wants to go. A Dixieland dog. She was dating a Kennedy. She bought a property down by the compound. They broke up. She got rid of the property. Lose the Kennedy, but you keep the house. Why would you get rid of the house? Oh, my son's flipping out. I got to see what's going on. Um, all right, that's the podcast here. What the fuck is her name? Not Christina Aguilera. You want to come outside, buddy? You want to come out play with you? T- all right, hang on a second. All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. And I'll check in on you on Thursday.